Light that spark fire nation. JLD here with an audio masterclass on being indistractable, how to control your attention and choose your life. To drop these value bombs, I have brought Near Aal on the mic. Near lectured at Stanford's Graduate School of Business and his first book, Hooked, How to Build Habit-Forming Products, is an international bestseller and taught Silicon Valley how to design behavior. His current book, Indistractable, is how to control your attention and choose your life and reveals the Achilles heel of distraction and provides a guidebook for getting the best of technology without letting it get the best of us. Near blogs at nearandfar.com. Fire Nation, today we're going to be talking about what it means to become indistractable in four steps, what the most common internal and external triggers are that lead us to distraction, and so much more as soon as we get back from thinking our sponsors. The fitness industry is a $94 billion industry and it's not showing any signs of slowing down. F45 is here to prove it and they're inviting you to join them. Inquire today about owning your own F45 franchise at f45invest.com slash fire. That's F the number 45 f45invest.com slash fire. The One Funnel Away Challenge from ClickFunnels supports you from day one through day 30 to help you get your funnel live in just 30 days. Join the next One Funnel Away Challenge for just $100 at eofire.com slash funnel. That's eofire.com slash funnel. Near, say what's up to Fire Nation and share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. Well, what is up, Fire Nation? It's great to be back. Uh, something that most people don't know about me is that I do not have a lot of self-discipline, that I think some of my friends think that I'm uh, you know, this, this guru of productivity and I've written two books and I've got my MBA at Stanford and I'm, I'm real, I must have a lot of willpower and a lot of self-control. And that just ain't true that uh, we'll get into this further in terms of my next book called Indistractable. But let me tell you, I do what I do because I have this problem with not being able to stay on track. And so that's why I research what I research is how do I shape my own behavior in this way? Because I found throughout my life that self-control has always been a problem for me. Near, you put a pint of Ben and Jerry's in front of me and all self-control leaves. I just, I can't help myself. What is my problem? <laughs> I'm right there with you on that couch. I'm going to, the only thing that might stop you from eating that Ben and Jerry's might be me pulling it away from you. Oh Lord. Okay. Okay. I need to tell Kate to start using that strategy. <laughs> you know, actually that is such a great way to start this interview because you've just really hit upon uh, such a, such an important aspect of what I learned writing this next book, Indistractable, in that if the Men and Jerry's ice cream is already in your hand, right? If the spoon is on its way to your mouth, it's too late. Too late. Too late. So here's the thing. If there's one thing from this entire interview and course that I want you to everybody out there to remember is that the antidote to impulsiveness is forethought. Ooh. that we have, our species has this amazing ability that no other animal on earth has, which is to predict the future. We can see what's going to happen days, weeks, months, years into the future. And so what I learned is that we can conquer distraction, that we can do what we say we're going to do by planning ahead. 
Love that. And Fire Nation, as I mentioned in the intro, we're going to be talking all about what it means to be indistractable so that we can control our attention and choose our life. So, Nir, why don't we just dive right in, break down what this word indistractable means, and then what I love is you have four steps for us. So then roll right into that. Absolutely. So the nice part about making up a word is that you can define it any way you want. (laughs) (laughs) So I made up this word indistractable because it sounds like indestructible. And uh, the reason is, is that this is really what I think is the superpower of this century. Like this is the macro skill that can help you accomplish whatever it is you want in life. Because what, you know, what I've learned over the years, uh, you know, I taught at Stanford for many years, the business school there and the design school there. And I've researched behavioral design for many, many years now. And, you know, one of the things I, I realize is that most people don't have a lack of knowledge. We know pretty much what we want to do, right? If if you want to lose weight, we, we all know what to do, right? You got to exercise and eat healthfully. If you want to have good relationships, you have to be fully present with the people you care about. If you want to be good at your job, uh, if you want to build a business, you got to do the work, even when the work is not that much fun to do. So the question is, if we know what to do, why don't we do it? And how amazing would our lives be if we simply followed through on everything that it was that we said we would do? And so that was really the goal with indistractable. So to define what it means to be indistractable, being indistractable means you strive to do what you say you're going to do. You are the kind of person who lives with personal integrity. You know, we would never imagine that it would be okay to lie to others. One of the worst things that anyone can call you is a liar. Yeah. And we would never do that to others, right? We wouldn't lie to your kids. You wouldn't lie to your best friends. You wouldn't lie to your parents. And yet we lie to ourselves all the time. We say we're going to work out. We say we're going to eat right. We don't. We say we're going to, you know, uh, get to that big project we have to work on at work, even that hard thing we don't really want to do. But we'll check email or Slack channels or, you know, scroll the internet a bit. So that's really what being indistractable is about. It's about doing what you say you're going to do, living with intent. I do love that word strive that you use. I mean, Fire Nation, that's what we're looking to do in this world. Strive to become better human beings. Strive to improve our business. You know, strive. So strive to do what you say you're going to do. So what are those four steps? Yeah, and by the way, a little footnote here. Doesn't mean you will never get distracted. Being indistractable does not mean you never get distracted. It means you strive, which means you learn from when you get distracted, and now you will have a system to fix those problems in the first place. Because what I you know, noticed in these five years of research that I did around this topic of the psychology of distraction is that most people have no idea why they get distracted, so there's nothing they can do about it. Because if you can't identify the problem, you certainly can't fix it. So so let's dive into these, these four crucial steps that I discovered to becoming indistractable. So what I want you to do is I want you to picture in your mind a huge plus mark, okay? So you've got a vertical axis and a horizontal axis. Now, the horizontal axis has two arrows pointing out, one to the right, one to the left, okay? On this horizontal axis, to the right, I want you to envision in your mind the word traction. Traction is any action that you take that moves you towards what you want in life, The opposite of traction is distraction. Traction and distraction, they're opposites. Distraction is any action that you take that moves you away from what you want, anything you do without intent. Okay, so that's the horizontal axis, traction and distraction. Now, 
you, we should remember that both words end in the same word. They both end in the word action. These are things that we do, actions we take. Now, what drives either traction or distraction, things that move us towards what we want or things that move us away from what we want, is either an external trigger, so put that at the bottom, the south part of that plus mark, the bottom, and on top, I want you to think of the, the word internal triggers. Okay, so if, you, if, if we go clockwise around this plus mark at the top, the north, you'll have internal triggers, then you'll have uh, on the on the right hand side you'll have traction then at the bottom you'll have external triggers and on the left side you'll have uh, distraction okay so those are the four parts that you need to know so I don't care if people get anything else from what we're going to talk about or my book or anything else if you can use this mental picture and explain it to others this is your weaponry against this distracted world that we live in. So what we have to do, if I could sum it up into four steps, what I learned in five years of researching the psychology of distraction, the four steps are, if I move a, a clockwise around, starts with mastering internal triggers, making time for traction, hacking back those external triggers, and finally preventing distraction with pacts. Fire Nation, break down those four steps. Realize where is the point that you're struggling at? You know, I can just say some of us, all four, you know, start at the very beginning and work your way down. But near, where do you really find the success coming from when people are approaching these four steps? The biggest breakthrough for me uh, when I was trying to figure out why wasn't I as productive as I thought I should be? Why was it that I would sit down to to do my work and constantly do something else, right? I, I, I don't know if, maybe I'm the only one, but I would sit down <laughs> on my desk and say, you know, I got to work on that big project, that, that that big presentation or that report or whatever it is that I need to do. And maybe I'll just go check email for a little bit, right? The pseudo work, or or maybe I should call a a meeting with my colleagues. So we should we should talk about this, or uh, you know, just check some Slack channels or whatever. And I wouldn't do what it is that I said I would do. And so what I learned is that the problem wasn't the technology, right? Every other book out there on this topic says, "Ooh, technology's melting your brain. It's you know making you stupid, and it's you know causing all these problems, et cetera, et cetera." And so the solution is always the same. The solution is get rid of the tech right? The tech is the problem. Get rid of the tech. But I can't do that. My livelihood relies upon me using email and Slack and Facebook and Instagram. This is how I connect with people. So I, I can't get rid of it. It's not going back in its Pandora's box. It's too late. And so we have to learn how to get the best of these tools without letting it get the best of us. So the first step has to be to realize that distraction is not caused by these things because we will always get distracted by something unless we master internal triggers. So let me tell you what happened in my case. I, I read all these books on focus and productivity and time management. They basically all said, you know, uh, just, just get rid of all this stuff so that you can do what you say you're going to do, right? Just, just focus, get rid of the tech. So I did it. I went to, uh, I went to eBay and I bought myself a feature phone with no apps, just phone calls and text messages. And then I got myself a word processor that all like no internet connection, you could only type on it. And I thought, okay, great. Well, that's it. You know, I, I fixed the problem. But of course, as soon as I sat down at my desk to do some writing, I noticed that there's these books on this bookcase behind me and uh, my desk kind of needs tidying up. And, um, oh, you know what? I should probably take out the trash, right? So I would constantly distract myself because I hadn't get, gotten to the real source of the problem. The real source of the problem is that distraction starts from within, meaning that time management is pain management. Why do I say that? A lot of people have this perception, I certainly did before researching this book, 
that human motivation is about carrots and sticks, right? Everything we do is about the pursuit of pleasure and the avoidance of pain. This is called Freud's pleasure principle. Turns out, neurologically speaking, it ain't true. That in fact, everything we do is to escape physical or psychological discomfort. Everything we do, it's pain all the way down. So when we procrastinate, when we put something off, when we don't do what we say we're going to do, we're always escaping an uncomfortable sensation. And if we don't learn how to deal with those uncomfortable sensations, we're always going to get distracted by something. So I'm not going to give you, you know, woo-woo new age advice. I, I talk about meditation and mindfulness only once in the entire book. And that's when I say I will not be talking about it anywhere else in the book. <laughs> not that the techniques don't work. You know, if mindfulness and meditation work for you, terrific. There's just already been, you know, gobs and gobs of books already written on this topic. So I didn't want to rehash points that have already been made. I wanted to go beyond that. I want to give people a very practical strategy that they can implement in their lives to cope with these internal triggers. So one thing that I was really kind of doing some deep thinking about when I was going over like things that you talk about in your book and just overall, you know, our flow of conversation for the day is, you know, way back in the day, humans were distracted. I mean, 70,000 years ago, 7,000 years ago, 700 years ago, 70 years ago. But the reality is, you know, if you get down to it, it just feels like we have different distractions today. I mean, we got the smartphones that, you know, nobody ever had, you know, decades and decades ago. We have the computers, we have the dings, we have the flashes, we have the bangs, we have the booms. How and why do these distractions feel different than distractions of the past? And what is it costing us? For sure, this is not a new problem, right? So I, I uncovered that, in fact, Socrates and Aristotle talked about the nature of akrasia, this tendency that we have to do things against our better interest. So that was 2,500 years ago. So humans have been distracted for a very, very long time. So that hasn't changed. The psychology of distraction is not new. What's new is that the opportunity to escape an uncomfortable reality, to get out of your head in some way and escape the present discomfort that you're feeling has never been easier. If you are looking to get out of your head, you can do that with a tap on your phone. And so the pervasiveness of technology as well as the persuasiveness of technology has made it so that if you don't know how to counteract these tactics, and I'm telling you as an industry insider, right? My first book was literally how to build habit-forming products. I wrote the book Hooked, right? We've sold a quarter million copies and I teach entrepreneurs how to get people to use your product habitually. Now, I want people to do that for good, for healthy habits, right? I want to democratize the techniques that Facebook and Instagram and Google were all using. Those aren't my clients. My clients are the entrepreneurs out there who want to build healthy habits in their customers. But as an industry insider, I'm telling you, if you don't know how to counteract these techniques, these companies are going to get you. They know what makes you click and what makes you tick better than, they, than you understand yourself. And so if you don't understand how to be indistractable, they're going to get you, they're going to get your business colleagues, your employees, and your kids, unless you arm these folks with how to become indistractable. And this is coming from an insider. This isn't just some you know, ivory tower academic. I'm telling you from someone who has been on the front lines of designing these products that uh, you know, these techniques are very, very powerful. Now, this next topic is making me a little nervous, I'm not going to lie, because I am a little obsessed with my to-do list. I use Mm. Workflowy, I love having the to-do list, and I love checking things off, and I love like just having everything involved with one page that I can access on my phone, on my computer, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, you say, and you know, that to-do lists have serious 
flaws and you want to talk about time boxing. So how can we use time boxing to plan our day when you're somebody like me who's obsessed with these to-do lists? There's nothing wrong inherently with to-do lists, but it's only half of the solution. Hey, don't be nice to me just because I'm the host. Like you can <laughs> really rip me down right now. I use I use to-do lists too. So the, the question is, <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you using the other part of what we need for to-do list? So to-do list is the embodiment of the output. It's what we want to get out of our time. But most people, the vast majority of people out there, don't consider the inputs, mm. right? We only write down, here's what I want to do today. This, 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 and this, and this. And you know, if you're anything like I used to be, you won't finish those last four things on your list. So they go to the next day and the next day and the next day, and they just keep on going because we only plan the output, not the input. And so the key input is your time, which means that if something is important to you, whether it's in your work life, your home life, for taking care of yourself, it has to be on your calendar. Here's the uncomfortable reality, that in this day and age, if you don't plan your day, somebody else will. And remember we were talking about traction versus distraction, right? On the right is traction, on the left is distraction. The fact is you have no right to say that you were distracted by something if you don't know what it distracted you from. And so I, I would talk to so many people in the five years researching this book, and I'd say, you know, they'd tell me, oh, my God, the world is so distracting these days. What's going on in the news and Twitter and Facebook and, you know, Slack and my work and boss and my kids and everything. So many distractions. And I say, wow, that's, that's really tough. Can you show me what it is you got distracted from today? Show me your plans. And they'd take out their phone, and they'd show me their calendar app, and nine times out of ten, it's blank. Just White space, maybe a dentist appointment or something. <laughs> so the fact is, again, you can't call something a distraction unless you know what it distracted you from. So a, a, a critical component is, and this is something, by the way, that you see C-level executives always doing, right? The C-suite knows this and has known it for years. You'll see C-level executives at big companies. They will always have a clipboard with their day down to the minute of where they're expected to be, what they're expected to do throughout their day. And so we need to adopt this technique. We do not have this luxury anymore. By the way, if you want time to daydream in your day, to meditate, to take a walk, whatever it is that you want to do, that's fine. But you have to put time on your calendar to do it. So I'll actually give you a link for the show notes that people can go to. I built this tool, free tool, that anybody can use to build a weekly template. Yes. Now, that template needs to be down to the minute. I mean, I literally have when I'm going to have lunch, when I take a shower, you know, everything that takes over 15 minutes is on my template. It took me maybe 30 minutes to make the first time. But now for the first time, I can look at it and I can say, am I doing what's on my calendar? If not, anything else, even if it's something that seems productive, that seems worky, like checking email or being in a meeting or whatever, if that's not what I plan to do, it's instantly a distraction. And so what we want to do is to synchronize that calendar in our work life, in our home life. I mean, it's, it's improved my relationship with my wife a million percent. I mean, it's so much better now because we synchronize calendars and I get time to do the things that are important to me, my health, my uh, emotional well-being, time with friends. I have that time on my calendar as well. So the only thing I got out of that was that you take showers longer than 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Guilty. Guilty. Totally kidding. And Fire Nation, what I really got out of that obviously was a lot, but the phrase that I want to repeat is, if you don't plan your day, 
someone else will. I mean, if that doesn't shake you to your core, then check your pulse. And if you don't think that we're going to keep dropping value bombs when we get back from thanking our sponsors, check your pulse. We'll be right back. The fitness industry is a $94 billion industry and is not showing any signs of slowing down. F45 is here to prove it and they're inviting you to join them. F45 is a global fitness community where members and trainers encourage and motivate each other to reach their full potential. But F45 doesn't just provide clients with a premium fitness experience. They also offer franchisees a unique business opportunity. Personal trainers, retired athletes, and professionals seeking a departure from the corporate world are among a few of the more non-traditional investors opening F45 locations around the world. F45 equips their franchisees with a proprietary business model and a connection to a highly engaged global franchise network. In fact, in just six years, their network has opened over 1,700 franchises in more than 45 countries worldwide. And that is why F45 is one of the world's fastest growing fitness networks. If you're looking to join a movement built on innovation, motivation, and results, inquire today about owning your own F45 franchise at f45invest.com slash fire. That's F, the number 45, invest.com slash fire. We're all striving towards different goals. Maybe your goal is to get out of debt or quit your job or take your existing business to the next level. Regardless, you're just one funnel away from accomplishing your goal. And with the one funnel away challenge from ClickFunnels, you can get that one funnel live in just 30 days. Here's how it works. Join the one funnel away challenge at eofire.com slash funnel. Every day you'll receive a mission to complete, each mission being a step in the process of creating, building, and launching your funnel. Get ready to rock your funnel with a trifecta training approach, daily training, live coaching, and accountability from day one through day 30. Complete the task given to you every day for 30 days, and by the end of the 30 days, you should have a funnel that is live and ready to generate leads and sales. Join the next One Funnel Away Challenge for just $100 at eofire.com funnel and get daily training, live coaching, and accountability from day one through day 30. That's eofire.com slash funnel. So Nir, we're back and a word you use a lot in your book is packs. Mm -hmm. What are packs and how can we use them to quote unquote trick ourselves into accomplishing our most important goals? Yeah, so there are a lot of techniques that we can use to keep distraction out, to make sure that we do what we say we're going to do, acts of traction as opposed to distraction. But one of the most well-studied techniques, by the way, everything I write about is research-backed. I'm not one of these you know, uh, people who says, oh, this worked for me, so it's going to work for everybody. No, no, no. Not only does it work for me, but I also back up what I'm saying with you know hundreds of peer-reviewed studies. And one of the most successful techniques out there to change long-term behavior is this idea of making a pre-commitment, uh, what I call a pact. And there are three types of pact, but I, before I tell you what they are, I have to tell you a word of caution, that this is the last thing we do, okay? If you do this step prematurely, before the other three steps, the other three steps being master internal triggers, make time for traction, and hack back external triggers, if you do this fourth step of preventing distraction with packs before you've done the other three, not only are you likely to fail, these can actually backfire. So make sure you take those other three steps first. So once you've done that, 
the, this step is very, very uh, powerful. It's actually been shown to be the most effective way uh, to help smokers quit smoking. So if it can work for something as addictive as cigarettes, it can work for distraction as well. So there are three types of pacts that we can make. We can have an effort pact, a price pact, and an, and an identity pact. An effort pact is when we put some kind of work in between us and the thing we don't want to do. So, for example, in my household, uh, my internet router shuts off every night at 10 p.m., okay? Because I found that night after night, I was going to sleep later and later, right? So I was checking email, doing you know, a bit of work here and there, and before I know it, it was midnight, and my wife and I would have no time to snuggle. Of course, this destroyed our sex life, I have to admit. We've been married for almost 20 years. This was terrible. <laughs> so we decided to take matters into our own hand, and we, we uh, at the time, went to the hardware store and bought this little uh, internet, or this uh, outlet timer that shuts off our computers Smart. and our internet router at 10 p.m. Now, actually, I have a router called the Eero that I use that uh, actually has this built in uh, so that my smart home devices don't have to turn off like they used to, uh, only certain devices like my kid's laptop. Like your air conditioner would turn off. You're like, no. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So that's just one example. There are many, many other effort packs that we can make. Another thing we can do is called a price pact, where there's some kind of monetary disincentive to going off track. Uh, so for example, I use this technique called the burn or burn technique. So uh, I used to be actually clinically obese at one point in my life, no longer am. Uh, and I never enjoyed exercise. Like somebody would tell me, oh, you know, I ran a marathon and I got a runner's high. I would have no clue what they're talking about. <laughs> running just seemed to be the most miserable thing you could do with your time. But now I love running and I, I exercise regularly for the first time in my life. Part of the reason why is that I made this price pact with myself. So when I go into my closet every morning to get dressed, there's a calendar on the wall. And that calendar has taped to today's date a crisp $100 bill. Above the calendar, there's a little shelf and there's a Bic lighter. And I have a choice to make every day. I can either burn some calories in the gym or some kind of physical exercise, or I have to burn that $100 bill. Now, I've done this for about three and a half years now. And I've gained muscle, I've lost fat, and I've never burned the $100 bill. That's what a price pack. And this came from a smoking cessation research that if you put something on the line, some kind of money on the line, it can be highly, highly effective. People say, oh, I could never do that. What about burning the $100? That's the point. <laughs> Not only will you do what it is you say you're going to do, you're going to keep your money as well. Uh, and then the third technique is, I think, probably the most surprising to me. It turns out to be the most effective as well. Is called an identity pact. Here's what I want everyone to remember. That long-term behavior change is identity change. And so if you can craft a new identity for yourself, a new way to see yourself, that can actually help you stay in line with what it is you want to do or don't want to do. And this comes from research into the psychology of religious adherence. If you think about you know, a devout Muslim, uh, they're not allowed to drink alcohol. But they don't choose every day, hmm, should I have a beer or not today? Or you know, they don't think that. Uh, 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 an Orthodox Jew doesn't say to themselves, hmm, should I have some bacon or not? No, they just don't do it. And research studies find that they expend no willpower, no, uh, no, uh, they don't have to exert a lot of self-control to stay in line with their identity because that's who they are. You know, there's a, a, a joke that goes, how do you know someone's a vegetarian? Don't worry, they'll tell you. Right. But you, you could, of course, substitute any moniker there. I love it for CrossFitters. <laughs> CrossFit. That's exactly right. My brother-in-law is into CrossFit and he won't shut up about it. 
<laughs> right? And that's super powerful because it's part of their identity. And I was a vegetarian for five years, so I know this very well. I didn't have to expend willpower every time I decided not to eat meat. It was who I am. So we can take these lessons from organized religion and actually use it to help ourselves stay on track, to become indistractable. And that's why the book is titled what it is. That's your new moniker. Welcome to becoming indistractable. So when people ask you, hey, why do you do this crazy stuff? Why won't you answer my text messages right away? Why do you, you know, why do you do these weird techniques? I'm indistractable. That's part of who I am. So there's other techniques too from religion. We can uh, we can use rituals. I talk about how we can use certain rituals, just like religions do, to help us do what we really want. How we can preach to others. This research was fascinating to me. They found that one of the most effective ways to solidify your adherence to a certain behavior is to teach others. So one of the reasons that every major religion has proselytizing as a, a core commandment in these religions, right? Not only is it about increasing members of the flock, it's also because it solidifies the beliefs and adherence of the person doing the preaching. So if you can be the kind of person that tells others about why you act this way, why you're indistractable, you're more likely to stick to your goals yourself. Fire Nation, three types of packs, effort, price, identity, Try one, try two, try them all. Which one's going to work for you? Maybe a little combination of all three. And Nir, you actually set a pretty interesting pact with yourself when you were writing this book. So why don't you quickly tell us a story? <laughs> yeah, so a buddy of mine, uh, Mark Manson, you, you may have read his books. He's an incredibly successful author. So we take a few different packs together. One pack that we take uh, is an effort pack. So he comes over to my place. Uh, we used to be regular. Now now he's on the road promoting his, his uh, book and uh, he wrote a great book, or two great books now. But w when he was writing his uh, second book, uh, we, he would come over and we would make these packs with each other that we would say, okay, for 45 minutes, we're going to both write. And we would just sit next to each other and take an effort pact uh, that uses this social bond, this social commitment, and say, okay, ready? Go. And we would start writing. So that's that's a form of an effort pack. Now, of course, I could quit, right? I could say, oh, I want to, you know, go check my cell phone. But Mark could see that. And so that kept me bound. That was an effort pact. Now, if you don't have a friend that you can work next to, maybe you work remotely or you, you, know, you, you, you just don't have anybody that you can work with uh, side by side, there's actually a website I invested in. I like this company so much called Focusmate, focusmate.com, that lets you do exactly this with people all over the world. Now, I took a price pact with Mark as well because I had done four years of research and I kept kind of delaying to actually get started with the writing of the book. I knew what I wanted to say, but, you know, actually banging out the words is, is really hard work, right? It's really difficult. And so I made a price pact with Mark and I shook his hand and I said, if I don't finish the first draft of this book by January 1st, I am going to give you $10,000. Let me tell you, this was so hard to do, <laughs> but I shook the man's hand uh, because I knew how powerful the research was into why this technique works. And again, disclaimer, warning, caution, only do this after you've done the three other steps. Because if you make this kind of commitment pact without doing the other three steps first, you're going to lose, okay? So make sure you do the other things first. You're going to lose your money. So make sure you master internal triggers, make time for traction, and hack back external triggers first. But after you've done that, and I knew how 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 uh, fact-based this, this research was, shaking Mark's hand for that $10,000 bet, it has to be an, an amount that hurts, kicked me in a gear. And guess what? Not only did I get, I never had to pay those $10,000, I had my manuscript. 
right? So why wouldn't I take this technique that's been proven to be so effective at helping you do what you want to do? Yeah, there's an app. I can't remember the name of it right now, but you can literally like put money on the line where if you don't accomplish a goal, it goes to like your least favorite charity. So like say like you just like hate the NRA or any organization per se, like you could say, hey, $5,000 to the NRA if I don't accomplish this goal by this time. And I mean, Fire Nation, it might make your skin crawl to think of that specific or any specific organization that you just dislike for any reason getting that money. Guess what? Your butt is going to get kicked into gear. And Nir, you've given us so many great value bombs, so many different things that we can use when we're trying to build our lifestyle around just getting stuff done. So tell us, if Fire Nation could walk away with one key thing from everything that we've talked about, what would that be? Bring this home for us. If there's one thing I would want you to remember, it's that you have more power than you think. That, you know, you've probably heard this rhetoric around how technology is hijacking your brain, how it's addictive, uh, how there's nothing we can do about all these algorithms. And I'm here to tell you that there are a lot of smart people in Silicon Valley building products to hook you, to get your attention, to get you to spend time with them. That's their business models. That's what they do. However, there is way more power in us than they will ever have that we can become indistractable. We can take steps to get the best of technology without letting it get the best of us by using these techniques. Again, you know, the same place we started the, the discussion, the antidote to impulsiveness is forethought. It's planning ahead. It's using these simple techniques of mastering internal triggers, making time for traction, hacking back the external triggers, and finally making or uh, preventing distraction with packs to make sure that you become indistractable. Speaking of which... Your book, it's on the bookshelves. Where is the best place for Fire Nation to go to consume this content to get this book? If you want to get the book directly, you know it's, it's sold wherever books are sold, Amazon, wherever you'd like. However, make sure you go to indistractable.com. I have a ton of free resources there. Uh, there's a video course. There's an 80-page uh, workbook that I didn't, I couldn't include in the in the actual book. It was just too much to include in the book, but really helpful in terms of, of applying these lessons to your own life. So if you go to indistractable.com, you can download all that stuff for free. And uh, my blog is nearandfar.com. That's spelled N-I-R, like my first name, nearandfar.com. That's another huge benefit of making up a word is that you can get the .com for it. There you go. <laughs> Fire Nation, you are the average. Of the five people you spend the most time with, you've been hanging out with N-E and J-L-D today, so keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Type near N-I-R in the search bar. His show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about, links to all that jazz. And of course, your call to action is to head over to indistractable.com. Check out all those bonuses that Nier has over there for you. And of course, check out the book. It's all about how to control your attention and choose your life. His blog nearandfar.com. That's N-I-R and far.com. Near, thank you for sharing your truth, your value bombs with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you, brother, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you so much. This was awesome. I appreciate it. Hey, Fire Nation. Hope you enjoyed today's value bombs brought to you by Near and 
Are you ready to rock your very own podcast? Well, I have a completely free podcasting course where I teach you how to create and launch your podcast for free. Visit freepodcastcourse.com. I'll catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side. The One Funnel Away Challenge from ClickFunnels supports you from day one through day 30 to help you get your funnel live in just 30 days. Join the next One Funnel Away Challenge for just $100 at eofire.com slash funnel. That's eofire.com slash funnel. The fitness industry is a $94 billion industry and it's not showing any signs of slowing down. F45 is here to prove it and they're inviting you to join them. Inquire today about owning your own F45 franchise at f45invest.com slash fire. That's F the number 45, f45invest.com slash fire.